T.D. Worthington, pastor of the Pathway Baptist Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and this is Pathlight. And we're coming to you by way of radio today or by social media or by way of our podcast. And this is our Christmas message today because those who are listening via the Go Make Hopefully hearing this on Christmas Day. And we'd like to take this opportunity to wish you and yours a joyous Christmas uh, Day, Christmas season. Hope you've already had a wonderful, uh, now looking forward to a a wonderful day with family and friends and loved ones. And uh, we we hope it's been great so far and will continue to be great for the remainder of this year and on into next year. I'd like to take just a moment to thank you for your support of our ministry over this past year. Now, many of you have supported us in various ways. Certainly our thousands of faith partners in the Go Mix Radio Network, we thank you. Thank you so much for your loyal support. You've allowed us to stay on budget, even in the midst of some economic hard times that we're all going through right now. You've allowed us ministry, and you've allowed us to look into some expansion opportunities for the future. So we just want to thank you so much for standing with us. Also, our many students at Christian Bible College, a couple of hundred students, 225 or so students enrolled in Christian Bible College, a correspondence course. We thank you. And others who are the alumni of Christian Bible College who have been praying for our institution and even financially supporting for doing for doing that. Pathway Christian Academy in Goldsboro, where we've been serving the kindergarten through grade 12 needs of children since, uh, really since 1982. And we, we thank God for, uh, for everyone that has stood with us over the years. Dozens, hundreds of students uh, have uh, over the year, I guess several thousand students, graduated over the years and out uh, uh, serving. And uh, we thank the Lord, thank the Lord for that. Pathpoint Magazine, all of our good folks that are listening, uh, that are uh, read our monthly publication, now going to six, 7,000 folks every single month, and we thank you so much for uh, for your uh, uh, continued readership. I know a lot of uh, magazines and all are having difficulty right now because uh, people just don't read like they used to, and uh, anyway, thank you so much, and there's certain other, several other ministry outreaches that we have, and we just thank the Lord for standing with us. Right now, though, just before today's message, and and today we're going to be talking about being too busy for Jesus, which is pretty easy to do during this this hectic holiday season. But just before that, here's Carol Robertson to sing for us on, uh, on this Christmas Day. Many years ago, in the country of Austria, one Christmas, a pastor was told by his organist that the organ was broken not going to have any Christmas music for Christmas. The said, all the Lord will provide. So he went on a visitation that night. It was a snowy night and he was up in the mountains of Austria and he looked out over a village in a valley on his way back home from visitation. The words to this song came to him. And on the way home, the melody rang in his heart and in his mind. And he took his guitar and wrote this song. And come Sunday, the organ was broken. But they took his guitar and sang this song. And in just a few short years, this song became a Christian standard all over the world. Silent 
sitting now with some amazement at how quickly another year has passed by. You're trying to wrap your mind around how in the world has, has another year gone by the way it has. Also, now with Christmas here upon us, we try to slow down just a little bit and reflect on the true meaning of the, of the holiday season, but all too often, time for reflection, even on Christmas Day, can be quite a rare commodity. Of course, you, you can't totally ignore Christmas. There's no doubt about that. Homes are decorated. Stores are busy. And with all the twinkling lights and holiday music, well, Christmas is in your face. Christmas is, Christmas is loud. Christmas comes with a bang. This holiday gets a lot of attention, even from non-Christians. By its very nature, Christmas demands a lot of attention, and it receives it from Christians and non-Christians alike. You can't miss Christmas because it's everywhere. But what I want to share with you today is that you can walk through the Christmas season and miss the real reason we celebrate. We can lose track of what all the festivities are supposed to be about. We aren't going to miss Christmas, that's best for sure, because it's out there, it's in our face, it's unavoidable. But it is possible that in all the Christmas celebrations that we miss Jesus, whose birthday we are indeed celebrating. In Luke chapter number 2, verse number 8 through 11, And there were the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. We're later told the Savior is going to be known as Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is how the angel explained it to Joseph, who was struggling to wrap his mind around Mary's pregnancy in Matthew 1, 21 through 23. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. This, this, my friends, is what it's all about. A Savior is born, God now with us, and because of this we have hope and a future to look forward to. Because of Jesus, we can walk through life differently. It's the birth of our Savior that we're celebrating, and we're to center all festivities around his birth and him but when you think about it, more often than not, we miss Jesus in all of our celebrations. One of the things that's so fascinating about the Christmas story and Jesus' arrival was that most people even missed it when it originally happened. What, what I mean is, outside of some shepherds and Mary and Joseph, life kind of just moved on while this enormous, life-changing event was taking place. I mean, the town of Bethlehem missed Jesus, the innkeeper, the religious elite, King Herod, they all miss Jesus. And if we aren't deliberate and careful, so can we. One of the reasons we miss Jesus is because our lives, our lives are filled up, filled up with family, parties, and traveling, and shopping, and cooking, and gifts, and all kinds of different Christmas events. And before we know it, there just isn't any room left for our Lord. It's very common these days to look at the calendar and look ahead to Christmas and just feel completely overwhelmed and flustered rather than excited to celebrate our Savior's birth. We're, we're kind of flustered at it all even before it gets here. Actually, we can see something, well, very similar to this, I believe, happening in the Christmas story itself. Mary and Joseph came to Bethlehem and their first encounter is with a very busy man. He's the innkeeper. This guy is working hard, for the innkeeper business is booming. Uh, the, you know, we, he's got to put towels in a room. He's got to make sure the bed's ready. He's got to make sure everything's been cleaned up for the next guest. He, this, this guy is busy. The town's full of travelers because Caesar Augustus wanted a census, which meant everybody had to travel to their hometown to route hundreds of other folks to Bethlehem, along with no doubt hundreds of other folks. Everybody had to travel back to their hometown. This, of course, will be very inconvenient for most folks, certainly including Mary and Joseph, but it was good news for the innkeeper. His inn was full. The no vacancy sign was happily on display, and I'm sure he had about all he could do. Plus, like the merchants today, he's raking in the money. This, this is his Black Friday, if you will. He's, he's been working all year wondering if he's going to turn a profit, and now with this census, he's pretty much realized things are going to be good. But with all this activity, he was too busy to recognize what was going on and was unable to make room for this young couple who needed a place for her to give birth, for her to give birth to the Savior, the Savior of the world, the Son of God. In Luke chapter 2, verses 2 through 7, 
And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for him or them in the end. I want to focus on that last statement, and for you, you're very familiar with it because it is such a key part of the Christmas story. There was no room for them in the end. No room for them. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? The innkeeper looking at this very, very pregnant young woman and saying, sorry, we don't have any room for you. Of course, he was kind enough to at least offer the use of the stable, so he was not completely hard-nosed about it. He didn't have any room. He honestly did not have any room. He's not making this up. He didn't have any room. But when you stop and think about it, you and I can end up in a very similar situation. We get busy. We get frazzled. We have so much going on in our lives that it can seem very easy just to send Jesus on his way. I mean, it's not like Mary and Joseph were screaming and hollering and beating on the table saying, you will find us room. No, that didn't happen. Uh, They didn't have a sign over their heads and some halo over their heads stating that she was going to give birth to the Son of God. They didn't demand, hey, you don't know what's going on here, innkeeper. She's going to give birth to the Son of God. Uh, It's not like any of that happened. They probably very graciously, very humbly asked for a room, and he said, I'm sorry, I, I don't have a room for you. I think life is like that for us also. There are just a lot of things that take our attention that are, well, that are much louder than God seems to be in our lives. Added to that is that just like the end, you and I only have so much capacity. We have limits in our lives. And it's very important for us to accept that reality. You can only do so much. So the inn only had so much space. Well, you and I only have so much space also. We only have so much energy. We only have so many resources. We only have so many hours in every day. And once that's all filled up, there is literally no room for anything else in our lives. And sadly, in the world we live in today, It's rare to see people who actually have room for Jesus. Why? Because just like the end, their lives are filled to capacity with far less important stuff, to be sure, but it is still filled to capacity. And they don't see how they might have room to worship the Son of God, even at Christmas. They they, they find it hard to, to find room to worship the Son of God or to go to a church service or to even sit back and read the Christmas story from the Word of God or to reflect on it. They don't have time for that. It's not that they're just loitering most of the time. Some probably are. But many people, their lives are just so filled up. They don't have room. 
Again, I want to emphasize the innkeeper's not sending them away because he's got a bunch of vacant rooms and just don't want them to, to be there. No, that's not it. His inn is legitimately full. He says, I don't have any room, and he is being totally honest. So the big question is, I want to ask today, is how do we make room for Jesus in our lives this holiday season and, and beyond? Just like the innkeeper and his, and his inn, we have limits as to how much we can actually put in our lives. We don't want to miss Jesus. We want to make room for him, don't we? It's easy to do in the Christmas hustle and bustle to not have room for him. The calendar can quickly fill up and we only have so much margin. We only have so much capacity in our lives. And when we fill it up, it's easy to walk through the season overwhelmed and exhausted and just glad when it's over rather than engaging into the wonder this season, this beautiful, wonderful season has to offer. So we need to take a moment right now. And as I speak to you, my dear friends, I'm going to call you for a moment and address you as Mr. and Mrs. or Mr. or Mrs. Innkeeper. Yeah, you. I want to picture you in a mo- as, as, as an innkeeper, as I picture myself as an innkeeper. And I want to personalize this. There's a lot of things coming to your desk right now, coming to your reception desk, and it's demanding a room. Most of it speaks much louder than God, and it says, you will work me in. You will make time for me. You will do this. You will go shopping. You will wrap your gifts. You will hang your stockings. You will prepare this food. You will do this. You will do this. And before long, the Lord's going to come kind of quietly, and he's going to say, can we spend some time together? Do you have room for me? And you're going to say, Lord, I I honestly don't. I'm really sorry, but I honestly don't. I want to slow down for a moment and be intentional and think this thing through. We don't want to miss Jesus, so we need to ask this question and answer it honestly. What takes up unnecessary room in your life? What takes, what takes from you and is filling up your heart and your mind? What may be filling up your life to capacity so that you might not legitimately have room today for the Son of God? For so many of us, we're moving through life and we don't take the time to be intentional or slow down enough to ask the important questions like this one. So we're going to end up missing Jesus during the time we celebrate his birth. So I want you to stop and think about it, Mr. Innkeeper, Mrs. Innkeeper. I want you to stop and think about it for a moment. What is it for you? It can be anything from family to all the traditions and get-togethers and parties to the shopping and gifts and traveling and the endless Christmas list and the cooking and the cleaning for the next family thing that's going on. And all these can be very good things. I'm not saying any of these things are inherently sinful within themselves. But for others, there's the heavy-hearted times that you're going through right now. You're remembering and missing a loved one that's maybe gone into eternity this past year. Add to that the financial strain that I know many are feeling right now and all the other stuff. And it's no wonder we have no room left in our lives for the Son of God. But please take the time today to think this thing through. What takes up unnecessary room in your life that leaves you no room for Jesus? Did you look at this Christmas season and feel peace and joy for what Christ has done? Or do you feel overwhelmed and a sense of dread and just honestly a little bit of relief when the holidays are finally over? 
Do you have room in your life for Jesus? If not, what is filling up your life? What is filling up your life to the point where just like the innkeeper and his inn, you have no vacancy? And if so, what is taking up all the room in your life? Have you taken time to stop and slow down and rest and reflect and prioritize your life and keep your life centered on Jesus Christ? Are you intentional in your life and how you do things? Do you have priorities that allow you to make decisions in a clear and healthy way where you can discern what truly matters and what doesn't? Do you look at your capacity level? Do you even know what your level is? Are there things taking up rooms in your end right now that you should toss out? You're the innkeeper. Are there people not paying their fair share? Are there people not pulling their load? Are there people in your end that's causing trouble? They're, dis they're destroying property. They're, dis they're disturbing your other guests, and you wish they were not there. Maybe it's time to kick them out. Maybe it's time to say, hey, you've got to get out. You, because I want to make sure I've got room for Jesus and you're just taking up unnecessary space. You're loitering here. You're certainly not as important as the Son of God. Do you follow God's expectations for you or do you feel pulled to follow the expectations of those, of those around you? When you look at your Christmas calendar, what do you really need to do? And there's a lot of good things that you need to do. I know this Christmas season important stuff. But are there some things you just need to eliminate to ensure that you don't miss Jesus again this year? You see, you and I both know we missed him last year and year before and year before that. We didn't intend to, but we just, we just did. What difference might it make if you came into the new year rested, refreshed, and centered on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's doing and going to do through your life in this new year if he tarries, and not enter this new year exhausted, depleted, and frazzled from all the unnecessary trappings of the holiday season. What if you made room for Jesus this holiday season and beyond? You see, I'm convinced that just like the innkeeper, you and I have things in our life that don't need to be there. They're taking up space, and because they're taking up space, they're not leaving us the space we need to worship the Lord, to fellowship with the Lord, to learn of Him, and just to enjoy the relationship we have as being one of His children. There are things in your life, as there are in mine, that probably just simply need to go. Oh, I know there's things in our lives that are important. They need to be there. The Lord expects them to be there. Absolutely. But, but the point is, if you're too busy for Jesus, you're too busy. If you're too busy for the Lord, you're busier than God wants you to be. That means there's something that should not be there. I remember a quote uh, uh, that's attributed to J.C. Penney, and obviously his, uh, his, uh, his company doesn't reflect this today, but J.C. Penney once said, if a man has so much business, he has to be open on Sunday, he has more business than God intended him to have. So I'm saying if you're too busy for Jesus, maybe you're just plain out too busy. I don't want you and I to go through another season where you're too busy, where you're so busy that you miss Jesus, who is, in fact, the very reason we celebrate to begin with. 
Look at your life today. I challenge you, Mr. Innkeeper, Mrs. Innkeeper, look at your life today. Look at your capacity. Look at your limits. You have them. We all do. And make room for Jesus this Christmas and beyond. Allow him to change your life from the inside out. Allow him to change your life from the inside out and lead you from this day forward to help you establish and maintain your priorities. And when something tries to slip in the window and take up room in your life, that you quickly realize what is going on and you refuse it admission and you kick it out if need be. Kick out the undesirables. Kick out the freeloaders taking up refuge in your inn so that you will be sure to have room for the Son of God. It is so easy, especially during the Christmas season, it is so easy to not have room for Jesus, to have room for everything else, to make room for everything else, but fail to make room for the one whose birthday we're celebrating in the first place, our Lord Jesus Christ. Make room for Jesus. Maybe in some times of quiet reflection, maybe reading the Christmas story with your family, maybe attending a church service where, the, where Jesus Christ is glorified and honored. Maybe amidst all the decorations and the bells and the holly and the mistletoe and the twinkling lights, maybe stop for a reflection in front of your little manger scene for just a few moments and reflect upon the Son of God who was born, lived a sin-free life, died on the cross for your sin and mine, and rose victoriously from the grave the third day and is alive right now, making intercession for us, the Bible says, and will come again to receive us. Oh, how grand it is. I'm so glad I know the Lord. I hope you do too. And I challenge you as I challenge my own self, let's make sure we have room for Jesus this year, that we're not so busy, that we're too busy to worship our Lord. Well, with that, I want to thank you for being a part of our program today. Thank you for tuning in. And over this past year, we've had so many, so many of our, of our wonderful friends who have been with us and stayed with us and, and tune in every single week by way of the radio or way of the webcast or the podcast or whatever, how they receive the program. Thank you so much for being a part of our Path Light family. We also want to encourage you to uh, tune in again next Sunday as we'll again be visiting with you uh, on the, well, on the first day of a brand new year as we worship the Lord. We worship the Lord together. Until next time, this is T.D. Worthington wishing God's best upon you and yours. You have a wonderful week, a wonderful holiday season. You stay safe and remember, let's make sure we've got room for Christ in our holiday celebrations. God bless. God bless.